Welcome to the Imposter Syndrome Terminator podcast. My name is Ines Padar, and I'm a spiritual mindset and business coach. The goal of this podcast is to help you use the full power of your subconscious mind to ditch imposter syndrome, raise your vibration, unlock the doors to abundance, and grow a low stress and high income business. So let's get started. Hi, everybody, and welcome to a new episode of the Imposter Syndrome Terminator podcast. Now, today is all about how to shift limiting beliefs and fears by understanding and using the power of neuroplasticity. So in this episode, we are going to briefly talk about neuroplasticity. I'm going to give you a few like concrete examples that might make more sense if this notion is kind of abstract um, to you why neuroplasticity can be bad news if we don't really um, change some patterns that no longer serve us, but why it's also super good news and what you can do to kind of turn things around and use the power of your mind for you so it doesn't act against you based on old programming that no longer freaking serves you. And we're also going to briefly talk about, you know, what it means when we have a limiting belief or fear with regards to a future or something that we are creating in terms of our business and going into the unfamiliar. So, um, yeah, let's get started. So, neuroplasticity. And to make a very long story short, I'm going to try to talk about this in terms that are pretty easily understandable as it can be very complex but basically we have to imagine that in our brain super powerful brain well hello we have neurons right and neurons can fire and wire together so when you do a specific activity and regardless of what it is like brushing your teeth driving a car speaking a different language calculating something you know taking care of your flowers um cooking you can do that activity kind of on autopilot uh, or without having to consciously think about all of your single moves and what you have to do next, like in a very natural way, because you have a network of neurons that are connected together for that specific activity, right? So it's as if you had, uh, you know, these little lights that we use at Christmas that are that all that you can put like on your home or on your Christmas tree actually and that blink together and that are super cute you can kind of imagine that when your neurons fire and wire together they have this network and kind of blink together using a specific pathway in your mind and we have a neurological pathway for basically everything that we do or feel in your in your life so for example um, we have neurological pathways when you do a certain type of sport. So if you like weightlifting, you actually don't have to think about which muscle you need to contract or relax when you're lifting a specific weight. If you're doing like deadlifts or squats, for example, you don't need to consciously think, okay, now I'm going to lower my legs. And as I lower like my legs, I have to be careful that my knee moves like two or three inches here or there. We don't need to do that. Everything happens very like eloquently and gracefully automatically because there is a network of intelligence of nuance that fires and wires together that is basically like pre-programmed to do that. It's as if, you know, coding or software engineers to make their computer or system work in a specific way, they they have to use a specific code. And once you have the code, then the computer or the app or the software can use that code 
and use the information in that cone to run in a very specific way. So that's the exact same way, uh, the, the same thing with your neurological pathways. And basically, the more you practice a specific skill, and obviously like talking is something that comes very naturally, we don't even need to practice it, it's something we do every day, but when you learn how to drive or when you learn a new language or when you play a new sport, the more you do it, the easier it gets, right? In the beginning, it's very clumsy, it's awkward, it's unfamiliar, it takes a lot of conscious thinking and able to... In, uh, in, in order to be able to do something, but the more you do it and the more natural it becomes. And that is because the neurological pathway associated with that activity becomes stronger and faster and more efficient with repetition. That's why, you know, everything becomes easier with repetition. And in general, we pick, subconsciously pick the most familiar or strongest neurological pathway because it's the easiest for our mind to fire and wire. So let's just say that you're brushing your teeth and you usually brush your teeth with your right hand, right? Just for the purpose of this example or your left hand if you you are left-handed. You could take your other hand, like use your other hand to brush your teeth. Of course you could, but it's going to be so much less natural and so much more effort that subconsciously, without even having to think about it, when you go brush your teeth, it's your strongest hand that will grab the toothbrush. Now, it's the same for thoughts. So let's just say that we grew up in an environment where where parents worked really hard and they just made enough money or sometimes they didn't make enough money. So the most natural thought and feelings associated with money in that specific case would be, well, it's hard to make money or money only comes with sacrifices or you, you never, you don't have any guarantees that you'll have enough at the end of the month. That would be the most familiar and strongest pathway because that's the only thing we ever knew and that's what we repeated many times. Now, if you want to replace that with something more empowering like I don't need to work hard to make money or money comes easily to me or I can make money and keep it, can you do that? Of course, but subconsciously, so when you're running on autopilot, when you're not consciously thinking about what you do, your mind is going to take the path of least resistance. It's going to take what is most familiar as well as the strongest neurological pathway, which in this example is the most disempowering one or the one that is kind of riddled with limiting beliefs such as, you know, it's hard or I never have enough. This is why it is difficult it can be difficult to change how we think because our mind is so used to thinking in a certain way that it's just going to naturally and on auto autopilot pick the easiest way that requires the least amount of effort same thing if you you know you hold your fork in your left hand or your right hand you could do it the other way around but it's not going to be natural it's not what your body is going to do instinctively now yeah, again, as I just say, that's why it's so much more easier to think a thought and feel emotions that no longer serve us but are familiar rather than think or feel something that is much more empowering but completely unfamiliar. Because some people kind of mistakenly think that, oh, well, it should be so much easier to, th to think and feel something that is better for me because that's what I want. I want something that's better. That's what we want, but that's not what our mind is wired to do. Now, just if you can't like really, I'm sure you understand the concept, but just as a really practical example, imagine a field of high grass, right? And let's say, you know, 
your Uber <laughs> drops you off at one end of the field, the place you're going or Airbnb or your parents' house or whatever is at the, ed- at the end- other end of the field, excuse me, of high grass. It hasn't been mowed or, lo- uh, mowed or anything. And it arrives like more or less at your knees, knee level. Well, if you walk that path from the road to your parents' house or wherever many, many times, the more you do it, the more you walk on the grass and the flatter the grass becomes and then you successfully create a path through the field, right? And then the more people just you, if you do that several several times a day or even tens or hundreds of times a day, well, you're going to, you know, bit by bit, create a path that is a pathy path, as my flatmate used to say, in terms of like, it's almost like a little road, maybe the grass, you've walked on it so much that it's kind of like, you know, super, super flat, or maybe you even, you've reached the earth um, part of that field, and now it's just almost like a mini road. But now, if you take a new path, and you want to go more on the left or on the right, it's going to be much more difficult and you'll have to make more effort to go there because the grass hasn't been you know walked on it's high and it's there to kind of hit your shins or your knees not that grass is ever going to hurt you but you know my point and this is what happens with your mind when you want to instill a new more empowering thought or any type of thought really that is unfamiliar you kind of have to start from scratch creating that new neurological pathway which is exactly like walking on a different part of that grass field and having to like walk on the grass and the grass becomes flat and the more you do it and the pathier the what the path becomes so that is kind of like a analogy or same with snow if it just snowed a lot like the first time you walk through the snow is going to be a lot of effort and then the more you do it the easier it gets until it snows again right now the great thing with that is that well the bad thing is that if you have an established pathway that doesn't serve you your mind is still going to pick that one when you're not consciously trying to do something else, which means it's very easy to stay stay stuck in old patterns that no longer serve us just because it's natural. So yeah, that's pretty much it. I, I was going to say something else, but I just talked about that. And this can look, this can be very subtle. So let's just say that we've always had a habit of comparing our body to other people's because in our family maybe you had like mean comments about a sibling or parent about you know your body like you shouldn't eat that much blah 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 all of that bullshit and then it's it kind of becomes a reflex and I definitely suffered from that a lot it's better now but it's still not completely gone because I had body dysmorphia super bad and I would have like the reflex I didn't do that you know to make me feel like shit it was just a reflex almost a habit where each time there was a window, like a car window or a shop window or basically anything where I could see my reflection, my eyes would automatically go and then I would say mean things to myself like you're fat or your your thighs are big or, you know, blah, 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 blah. I didn't do that because I want to make myself feel bad. It's just an automatic thought that fires and wires because it's so it was so familiar for me to like look at my body and feel fat because of body dysmorphia. Um, and the same goes with, you know, comparing ourselves to other people. Like if we have a habit or a neurological pathway that kind of naturally tends to compare ourselves to others and then feel like shit because we feel that we are far behind and that other people are doing so well, blah, 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 blah. Even if you know that you shouldn't be comparing yourself to other people online or, you know, in your physical world somewhere, even if you know that it's not serving you. And even if you know that each time you compare yourself to other people, you actually end up feeling bad. 
if you are on autopilot and if you're not kind of consciously making an effort not to do it, it's kind of, it's going to be the natural thing to do and your mind is going to go there. So, um, and the tricky thing with this is that since that neurological pathway, so you have to imagine that each neurological pathway is associate, associated um, with a certain set, uh, sorry, is associated with a specific set of, of thoughts and feelings. Oh my god, what a mouthful. Meaning that if, um, you know, I don't know, I I can easily learn new languages, which is my case, then my neurological pathway on, you know, learning Spanish or speaking Spanish is going to be pretty positive because even if I make mistakes or even, you know, if I feel I'm not making progress, since in my experience, learning new languages came very easily, then the thoughts and feelings of my Spanish learning neurological pathway is going are going to be positive. So maybe I feel good, maybe I feel excited, or my thoughts are like, oh, bit by bit, it's going to get easier as I talk more, blah, blah, blah. So which with each neurological pathway in your mind, you have a certain, certain set of thoughts and feelings associated to that. And that is what feels natural to think. And another trick with this is that when something comes very naturally we can sometimes fool ourselves into thinking that it's true. So let's just say that it's so natural for me to think, well, I can't have, I can't be as successful as other people or success is only for other people because that was my experience as I grew up or in my life. Then because that thought and those crappy feelings come so easily to me and it's just because your neurological pathway is strong, nothing else, then I will tend to fool myself into thinking, well, it must be true. It feels so natural or it feels so normal or it feels like such a huge truth to believe that other people can be successful and I can't, that it must be true. The reason I'm feeling this way is it is because it's true. And that is not true. Our mind is fooling us into thinking that because we tend to believe things that come naturally or easy. I hope that made sense. Now, the good news with neuroplasticity is that you have the power to create new pathways and probably much faster than you think. And you also have the power to ditch old pathways much faster than you think. So how you ditch an old neurological pathway that no longer serves you is basically as simple. It's not necessarily easy, but it's simple as not using it. So, you know, if you're learning a new language and it's not like established in your vocabulary, you're just at the, the beginning, like the, the beginnings of learning a new language. If you don't practice it, you lose it, right? Or basically learning any new skill. If you don't reach a certain level where you kind of, you know, you can't forget it, like, you know, bicycle. If you are in the infancy of that new skills or in the earlier stages of learning a new skill or sport or whatever, if you stop and you're not consistent, you basically lose everything or almost everything you've learned. It's because the neurological pathway in your mind didn't really have time to develop and fire and wire strongly. And it's kind of like in construction phase. It's like building a bridge and you're kind of started to put cement but you didn't finish and then it crumbles apart with time and bad weather right um so the great news is that if you don't use a specific neurological pathway what you don't use 
you lose. So eventually it's just going to fade away. Just like the high grass example, if you stop using a specific path throughout the high grass, the grass is going to grow back and then it's going to be like, you know, as if there was never any path that existed. And you have the power to do that and much more power than you think. And we'll talk about how to do that specifically uh, in a, just a few minutes. I just wanted to add a super important parenthesis or kind of tangent that is relevant for this discussion is that when you kind of like suddenly have fears or thoughts that become stronger, that maybe were on the back burner, that maybe bothered you here and there, but now they're kind of like ramping out ramping up the action and living rent through in your mind, uh, not behind the scenes, like right there and then, it might be a sign that you are about to have a breakthrough. So congratulations. Now, when we are about to have a breakthrough and kind of quantum leap to a new dimension or grow or expand our state of consciousness, expand our business, expand as a person, you know, let go of old patterns that no longer serve us. For example, ditching body dysmorphia and starting to love your body you know, just based on my experience, when you are about to make that transition or just before, you kind of have to imagine that part of you that has been wired for so long to feel the old, old way is going to be like, it's going to give the one last fight before it's going to go away, you know? It's like, oh, I don't want to go away, so I'm going to make your life miserable and send you a bunch of shitty thoughts so you can, like, fool yourself, fool yourself into thinking you can't change. I've observed this with many people, many of my clients, before they were about to have a breakthrough, and I've seen this in the mastermind this year. It happened, like, four or five times before people hit, like, a 10K month, which was pretty awesome to watch, but not <laughs> awesome for them to experience while it was happening. But basically... When they were about to level up, and same happened to me quite a few times, either in their business or in some aspect of their life, part of their mind, because your mind knows everything, your subconscious mind knows everything, knows that you are about to step in a new reality, to step into something that isn't familiar, because anything that is new is not familiar, including things that are great, right? If you used to have shitty money stories and not have enough money, and suddenly you're leaping to a new level where you have more than enough money, it's going to be unfamiliar. And the subconscious mind hates what is unfamiliar because it perceives it as a potential potential for danger. And when that happens, your subconscious mind or your body or your ego or, you know, old energy, however you want to call it, might throw some sort of mini attack with super disempowering beliefs and emotions in with the goal of keeping you in the same place, right? Keeping you in the safe, familiar zone. And this happens, you know, maybe when a few things in your life have been falling into place. Maybe you got out of a toxic relationship. Maybe you are about or you just met Mrs. or Mr. Right. And suddenly part of you is like, oh my God, this is not going to work. I'm not good enough. Let's sabotage relationship. Or new opportunities came your way, you know, maybe a collaboration or a new client. And then part of you is like, oh my God, oh my God, like, and kind of unbeknownst to yourself, is going to start to doubt, is going to make you procrastinate, is going to think things like, oh my God, what if I just got lucky and this is not going to happen again and I just took this new flat and what if I can't pay it? Kind of launching a last mini attack before it dies and fades away. Now, if you feel that this is your situation right now, it's probably a good sign. It means that that old neurological pathway that, that is about to, you know, kind of fade away is throwing a last attempt 
of rescuing itself or your past life that no longer serves you is like, no, I want to keep you here cozy with me and you don't want to. So congratulations. And the most important thing to realize if you're experiencing something like that is that the best is yet to come. This is a mini breakdown before a breakthrough. And when you look back in one, two weeks or one or two months, you're going to be so grateful that you did not listen to these thoughts. Another important thing to remember is when you imagine your next level self who already has what she or he wants, what would he or um, she say or think? Would they stop themselves because of these thoughts or would they be like, okay, I'm experiencing these thoughts and feelings, but I'm going to go ahead anyways because this is what I want, right? And each time you refuse to give your power to a limiting thought, you are successfully unusing that neurological pathway and making it weaker and weaker and weaker. So if you know things have been falling into place, or you've just had a few clients, or you've just had your, your, you know a huge launch, which was amazing, and now your thoughts are kind of triggering some sort of chaos, saying, oh my god, what if I just got lucky, or what if I can't do this again, or I don't want to launch again, because what if no one buys, or I have enough money to take a flat, but I won't take a flat, or a new apartment, because what if I can't pay for the rent, and this is not sustainable, blah, 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 blah. Just take responsibility, you have the power to use it, acknowledge that this is an old part of you that is afraid of you moving to a new, unfamiliar, better place, it's just going to try to keep you stuck in the past, and that you cannot create a different future using thoughts and feelings of the past, so choose not to give any power to those thoughts, and this is what we're going to talk about now. So how do we change? How do we shift from a disempowering thought or how do we unuse or let go of an old neurological pathway that no longer serves us? So step number one, when the thought comes, don't give it, don't give it any power. And this is something you need to take responsibility for. Like it's, it takes some amount of effort and there's also other ways that takes, take less effort, but you basically need to take responsibility and do the... I don't want to say hard thing, but it can sometimes be hard to go against the path of least resistance. So basically say, okay, I'm having these thoughts right now and I refuse to dwell on it. So the easy thing would be to go in pity party zone or to just entertain thoughts that make you feel bad and engage in the worst case scenario and see everything that could be going wrong in your life, okay? That is kind of the easy way out because that's what is familiar based on your past. Now, you have a decision here. You have, your, you have the choice to make a specific decision not to do that. And the second best thing is pick a better thought, right? So instead of feeling, oh my God, what if, you know, none of this works out and I run out of money, you could choose to think, well, I trust that everything is going to be okay. Or I am not my past, I can create a different future. Replace it with a better thought. Now, if you are in an emotional state that doesn't really allow for better thoughts, right? Sometimes it happens. We're so down the rabbit hole or on the slippery slope that trying to entertain more empowering thoughts just doesn't work because you know, or emotional state doesn't really allow for it. If that is the case, focus your attention on anything else. And Abraham, 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 
I hope I said her name right, Hicks, talks about that, that if you are in an emotional state where you can't change your thought because, you know, you just, your feelings and emotions are just too low, well, focusing your attention on anything else will do the trick because you actually successfully, instead of walking on a different path or like on the most empowering path, you, which sometimes is not possible, at least you're not using the same old path, right? So you can have three paths. There is the old new, the old shitty path. Then there's the second path, which would be the best option to go to a bright future. And then there's the third path that is kind of somewhere in between. So take the third path. If you can't take the second, if you can't, you know, replace old thoughts by, by most empowering one, do something else. Take away your attention from that neurological pathway. Refuse to think thoughts and feel feelings that are just going to strengthen the exact thing that you no longer want. So if, you know, we have some sort of mini thought, negative thought attack saying like, oh, I can't do this, success is only for other people, and I just can't stay, change my state, well, go do some yoga. Because when you move your body, you automatically change the chemistry in your body and you change your thoughts. Or clean up your room, or bake a cake, or go play with your dog, go on a walk. Start counting how many petals, you know, that flower out of your window has. Listen to a podcast, listen to music, play piano, take a shower, wash your hair, like, paint a cat picture, water your cactus, like, do fucking anything that is going to divert your attention. Because when you do that, maybe you're not creating new empowering thoughts, but at least you're not feeding the old ones, and what doesn't, you know, what you don't place your attention on will fade away eventually. Okay, now step number two. If you want to do this the easier way, I will highly recommend any type of hypnosis recording or meditation recording, uh, and you can go in the show notes. I have a free hypnosis recording to ditch imposter syndrome and limitations and to attract abundance. Uh, you can get, you know, the link for free in the show notes. And what does that blah? <laughs> and what that does, that's a mouthful too, is it basically it's the super way to create a new neurological pathway in your mind. Because when we are in a meditative state or hypnosis state or any kind of relaxed state, really, our we shift to alpha brain waves or sometimes a different state, even more relaxed. And alpha brain waves means that your conscious analytical mind, which it can sometimes kind of be like the gate or the door to your subconscious, is sleeping. And if you are listening to a hypnosis recording with more empowering thoughts, then in that state, your conscious mind, your analytical mind is actually not going to fight against that information because in that state, you're more connected to source where everything is possible. That means that the new neurological pathway is going to create itself so much faster and so much easier if you don't have part of your mind kind of fighting against it. And everything you kind of reprogram directly at the subconscious level will show results in your life so much faster than if you ha we had to do it by conscious effort because the subconscious mind is basically runs 95% of the show. And last but not least, kind of realizing that you can't create a different future with thoughts and feelings of the past, right? So each time you have an old thought that makes you feel bad, just become aware and just being in this awareness is so much more powerful than some of you might think. But just being in the awareness that you're 
you know, thinking an old thought and an old thought cannot create a different future. Just, you know, becoming aware of that and thanking the thought for trying to protect you. So if a thought says, everyone else can be successful, but I can't, you can say something like, thank you so much for trying to protect me. Thank you so much for trying to keep me in the familiar zone. I no longer want to think this. And then just move on to something else, you know, do something else that floats your boat. And you can also, I think I said last but not least, but this is the the real last point, (laughs) Uh, just thought of something. I highly encourage you to journal on how your next level self would act and think. So have that written on paper and maybe you can, you know, put it on your mirror, put it on your fridge or on your night uh, night table, anywhere where you can see it, or even as your screensaver on your th- phone. What are some of the empowering thoughts that your next level self or the version of you who's already achieved some of their goals would think and feel? So what I used to do is when I hadn't had my first client yet, and that was not so long ago, it was I got my first client from my online business in end of May 2020, right? So it's not so long ago ago at all. And I remember that before I had my, they kind of all came together, my first three clients, I had quite a few people reaching out online who couldn't afford my one-on-one program or who wanted discounts or who wanted a shorter version of the program or, you know, who asked for stuff that I wasn't putting out there at that moment. And I truly believe, and I still believe, in my amazing imposter syndrome terminator program. It was a three-month, one-on-one, bomb.com, amazing program. So I didn't want to do anything else at that moment. Now I have more programs, but back then, you know, I had one offer, three-month program. I hugely believed in it. People who went through it got super results, etc. And I remember before I got my first clients, and I was broke, like broke AF. I was like, very, if if I had gone on one extra month like that, I would have had to take some sort of part-time job if I didn't find clients. So I didn't have any savings. I didn't have any money. And part of me wanted to settle for less. I'm like, Ines, there are people out there, like they don't want the one-on-one program, but maybe you can like, and the one-on-one program was $3,600. So $3,600. And I could be like, well, maybe I could take someone for 500 bucks. So, you know, it's better than nothing, blah, 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 blah kind of my old limited self talking. And then I had a thought. I said, how would my next level self think and feel about this? So the level of the next level version of me, who is fully booked out on her one-on-one, who easily gets clients, you know, who who manifests <laughs> abundance in clients through her Instagram and online business, etc. How would she think and feel about giving discounts or kind of like settling for people who weren't ready for the one-on-one? And the answer was super simple. I wouldn't do it. Because the version of me who can attract clients effortlessly, like one-on-one, three-month clients effortlessly, why would she have a need to take other people knowing that I have a stream of people always wanting to work with me? Like, it doesn't make sense, right? It's like... Why Why would I want someone to like bargain and blame and whine and ask for a discount? And why would I settle for that knowing that I have, you know, more than enough people who are here and who want the, the full one-on-one program? So that's when I made the decision. No, I won't settle for anything less because my next level self, the person that I aspire to become in the next months, 
wouldn't do that. The person I aspire to become in the next months has enough one-on-one clients not to worry about money. So she doesn't worry. She trusts that they always come to her. And that's the energy I adopted. So I refused any clients um, who didn't want to, you know, commit to the one-on-one program, knowing, you know, that later on in my business, I would make uh, more programs that are affordable for different uh, budgets. But at that moment, I didn't want to do that. So I refused. And next thing you know, I manifested those three high-end clients that were an absolute like bliss to work with. All of my clients were blissful to work with. And voila. So you need to kind of think and feel like your next level you. And take, you know, some time to write it down. Don't do it in your mind. Write it down. It's so much more powerful. And each time you have a funky moment, kind of reread those things And know that that version of you already exists in another dimension in the quantum field. Maybe I'll do a podcast episode about the quantum field once. And that the fastest way to get there is to tune in to the thoughts and emotions of that person. And again, you know, the more you think those thoughts and emotions of that version of you who already has achieved what she wants or part of what she wants, you are successfully creating a new neurological pathway in your mind that will bring you there. You're walking in the grass, creating a new path to the destination you want to go to rather than a destination that keeps you stuck in the past. So this is it. I was intending this to be a 10-minute episode. This didn't happen, obviously, but uh, hopefully it was a lot of value for you. If you know someone who could benefit from some of the content in this podcast, please share the episode or the podcast with them. I would be so, so, so grateful for that. I've been recommended podcasts that I fell in love with so many times by friends. So if you know someone who could benefit from this, um, please share the podcast with them. So to conclude, today we talked about neuroplasticity, how neuroplasticity works, how the brilliant little adorable amazing neurons in your mind fire and wire together to create um, reflexes, habits, skills, etc. that kind of determine the quality of your life. And then we kind of talked about about what why this can be bad news if your family has basically, you know, gave you or created a new logical pathway that doesn't float your boat. But we also talked about the good news of how to change this and what you can do both on a conscious level and subconscious level to change the neurological pathways or to just to just ditch the ones that no longer serve you and replace them or create new ones that actually will bring you to the life you want to have. And as concluding words, because this is so significant and I've seen it so many times very recently with my amazing clients and people around me, if, you know, things had been going pretty well or if you were starting, you know, to think differently and you were really happy with your progress and now you feel that all of these fears and doubts and limiting thoughts are popping in your mind, you might be having a mini breakdown before having a big breakthrough. So congratulations. Don't freak out. Just realize that it's your body, like old reflexes and old neurological pathways that are kind of giving a, giving a fight to keep you in an old familiar pattern because your mind knows that you're just about to upgrade to a new kind of more unfamiliar yet much better level and it wants to keep you safe against a perceived threat that actually doesn't exist because you're doing this for the best. So this is it. Thank you so, so much for tuning in today and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.
Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's podcast. Now, if you want to experience the full power of your subconscious mind to manifest more abundance and more clients towards you while you sleep, I've got a gift for you. The Abundance Hypnosis Recording. It will help you let go of imposter syndrome and money blocks directly at the subconscious level and rewire your mind to energetically attract and manifest more abundance and clients. This recording has already helped thousands of women let go of deep-seated limiting beliefs and negative blueprints they didn't even know they had. And all you have to do is go to inaspadar.ch slash abundance recording in one word. And of course, all of this is in the show notes. So see you next time on the Imposter Syndrome Terminator podcast.